This is No Halos Here, hosted by Jen Lang and Jane Stark, the place to inspire a change in your consciousness to elevate the world. We're two heart-centered business owners nourishing our inner rebels while growing our respective businesses. No Halos Here is the result of bringing together an opera singer turned spiritual mentor and a marketing professional turned well-being coach to meditate daily. Together, we unite physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual energies into a powerful presence to lead, heal, and inspire. We love exploring the shadowed edges of life, the universe, and beyond through honest and thought-provoking conversations. Let's dive in. Hi, and welcome to this next episode of No Halos Here with Jen Lang and Jane Stark. Hi, welcome back. We hope you're enjoying these episodes. We're having a lot of fun putting them together. And today we want to talk about uh, making space for reflection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big how topic. We this? We're going to, I don't remember how we came across this topic, to be honest. It was in one of our, I don't know, it came up in one, one of, of our, our many conversations. conversations. <laughs> one of our many conversations. As they do. This would be a good, this would be a good podcast episode. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah I wish would. I could remember what the actual impetus was for that, but that's okay. Cause we've taken it. We did a little, uh, a little riff on it. Uh, prior to getting on here and now we've got our direction so yeah we're ready to go and I love the I love the way you framed this and the question that you came up with uh, so do oh, you thanks jump in and share I, that I will jump I think in it's share a that. great way to start so we were we were talking about how to start this episode and then I it got me thinking about have we lost our connection to reflection because we have misidentified it as boredom and in this actually got me thinking about when I was a kid, I had to take the school bus for a very, very long time, um, like a long trip each day when I was in grade one and grade two. And I was always the second to last, sorry, I was always the last kid dropped off at the end of the school day. But the second to last kid was dropped off 30 minutes before me. So Mm. it was me and the bus driver for 30 minutes along this long winding road. And I was like, I don't know, like not even seven. Six or seven. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I, I got used to spending time with myself and time with my thoughts. And that's what this reminded me of this question where we've lost our connection to reflection, because we've misidentified it as boredom. And in this worshipping of busy and doing culture, we're always doing something, we're always busy in this really, we have the distractions now, we have all the distractions. And we've simply forgotten how to be with ourselves for even a moment, even like whatever 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. And yes, meditation is part of a response. And at the same time, I would argue that we need that reflection time in order to be creative, to approach our lives creatively. So you had some good points here as we were talking about this topic where the the reflection takes consciousness. Do you want to like talk about that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that just kind of, that's what popped up for me is we have to actually force ourselves to slow down. So this idea of the busyness, A, we've got all the distractions now, right? I mean, we have, Mm -hmm. we literally have the world at our fingertips on these devices that we are always with. I mean, interestingly, Mm -hmm. the network, my uh, mobile network is down today. And it's been quite interesting to notice. I mean, yes, I still have Wi-Fi, but when I've been outside, not being able, like, for example, I went for a walk went and met a friend for a walk quickly at lunch and she we went and grabbed coffees and she went into the uh, into Starbucks to grab the coffees and I wanted to grab my phone 
I didn't bring my phone because I had no data. I couldn't, <laughs> I knew it wasn't going to be useful. Right. But like, so I actually had to sit there and reflect, like, it's just even as simple as creating that space and we don't do it anymore. It's like the lost art. Yeah. And so I think that ties into, um, you know, ties into what you're saying about have we, there's two sort of things there. Have we mistaken it for boredom? Mm-hmm. Uh, or is that what you said mistaken it for boredom or misidentified, misidentified it. it as boredom mm-hmm. yeah yeah but also we just don't have we don't create the space and the way our world has changed so rapidly we don't have the space unless we consciously create it anymore yeah and so it, you know the consciousness piece for me was like you have to consciously create it and then reflection takes consciousness you have to be aware you have to have a beginner's mindset yeah I I believe to kind of to really get value out of reflection that was another area I wanted to sort of talk touch on was what's the value that we get out of creating that space for reflection or what does it bring to our lives because if we're not really willing to be open and actually I don't want I wouldn't say there's a right way to do it but I do believe there is there is a way where we can actually get value and it helps move us forward versus just doing an action for the sake of doing an action or, or trying to reflect and not actually getting anything out of it. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Cause I also, when you were talking, I was listening to your words and also thinking about how sometimes uh, quite often meditation becomes another thing to do. Mm-hmm. And so the meditation becomes a part of the doing in the busy culture because we should be doing or because it gives us space or it gives us I mean I'm not knocking the value of meditation it is definitely valuable and it gets us out of this constant distraction constant busy world and at the same time reflection and that beginner's mindset is approaching those things with curiosity and allowing allowing our observations of ourselves what let that be the reflection so mm-hmm. there is the the reflection those moments of reflection we have for ourselves and then there's the meta reflection mm. where we reflect on that moment of reflection and look at what well, what did it bring us okay go into that a little bit deeper the okay. meta reflection where we reflect on the moment of reflection is that what you said mm, that's what i'm saying okay <laughs> Follow me here. Yeah, I'm gonna, let's follow you. Okay, so this is a technique I learned um, that I first encountered actually when I was living in Dubai. And Google runs a meditation program called Search Inside Yourself, and which is now its own its own separate organization. But it was initially started within Google. Okay. As a staff and employee program, and then they started to develop it, and then they started to bring workshops all over the world. And so there became the meta meditation technique where you would meditate on something for, say, three to five minutes, and then you would spend another three to five minutes meditating on what came out of that first three to five minute meditation. And it so in the same sense, where you have these moments of reflection, and you might start just by setting a timer on your phone for one minute, and it's Mm going to go super fast, way faster than you think. And then maybe you bring it up to three to five minutes. So you reflect for three to five minutes and it's simply sitting with yourself and you and your energy and allowing whatever thoughts, it can be a form of meditation, 
but it doesn't have to be a structured meditation. Well, yeah, that's something that I was sort of just thinking through about this idea, even of meditation versus reflection, because for me, Mm. I think I look at them a little bit as two different things. I mean, yes, of course, when I'm in meditation, I am reflecting and there is reflection, or I might have a journaling practice that I'm reflecting upon, but then there's also just the taking the moments throughout my day and reflecting on, on things, not necessarily in meditation, or I wouldn't necessarily classify it as meditation. And so is there a difference? Are those things like, how does that, how does that land for you? I don't think they're mutually exclusive. However, I do feel that reflection can be a form of meditation But meditation isn't necessarily a form of reflection. (laughs) I'm not sure about that. I have to dig out to that a little more. But I want to bounce back briefly to the meta reflection. Yes. Where we wrap that up. So we have the three to five minute reflection on something. Maybe you spend three to five minutes just reflecting on nice aspects of your day. Like, oh, you know, I had a really beautiful cup of tea this morning. Or, you know, oh, I remember that tree I saw on the dog walk and it was like the sunlight was reflecting on it. And that's what I that's what I noticed. So you have that three to five minutes and then you set the timer for another two minutes um, or you just allow some time. You don't even have to set a timer. You allow some time to reflect on the reflection. It was like, oh, by reflecting on this, I noticed that these moments bring me lots of peacefulness or by reflecting on this, I noticed that I'm enjoying spending more time in nature. And so it, Yes, it's the curiosity and and at the same time it's it's getting us out of the constant busy cycle that mm-hmm. we are trained to investigate or trained mm-hmm. to behave like. And that you know, I I just I you know, nothing against the word hustle, but for me it just doesn't work. And yeah. and it is one of those words that I'm trying to find the right balance of that energy for me but I was reflecting on the word and sometimes you might just want to take a word and reflect on it and as I was thinking about the word hustle I was like well what is it about that word that rubs me the wrong way or that doesn't align with me Mm. and I haven't answered Mm -hmm. that question yet but that became a reflection in and of itself yeah and that's something I guess that's what I was thinking too in terms of reflecting versus meditation or um, self-reflection versus just reflecting like the example you gave. I don't know if it would be the meta reflection or, but this idea of reflecting on mm-hmm. something, you know, whether it be like nature or what's going on around you versus I, I think because I have such a insatiable, um, inquisitive nature around my own self, like around self-help, but really around my own, like who I am. And so I spend a lot of time reflecting and I, for me, it's very verbal. We talked about this earlier Mm -hmm. that I'm a verbal processor in a lot of ways. And so a lot of my reflection comes out that way where, you know, it might be that I, I've got some, I'm noticing something and I'm curious about, about whether it's something, I guess, external to me, but oftentimes I find it with the self-reflection, I will just go and drop a voice note to be able to process that. And so. Well, 
it's so valuable because we all have different ways to reflect. And actually, when you were talking, again, I was thinking about meditation. I'm definitely no expert, but if we were to probably most meditation is about being in the now and being in the present moment, whereas reflection is looking at past moments. That's thank you. I couldn't like as I was trying to like tease this out. You yeah. just, you just kind of, yeah, that's where I think my, my mind was going and trying yeah. to figure those two things out. So, okay. You just said it. There we go. So if that's, if any of you were wondering, like, well, what is it? I'm like, oh no, meditation is being in the now and mm-hmm. reflection mm-hmm. is, but consciously reflection is consciously going to that space of reflection, um, without, uh, without, you know, guilting yourself for not being in the now, <laughs> you know? Right. And yes, there is be present now, but there is really value in Well, there's the learning, right? That's where we learn is in the reflection. And that's where, again, the beginner's mindset is so important and that openness and that curiosity that, I mean, my favorite favorite little saying in my coaching practice is curiosity versus judgment. Yeah. And it's because that's where the learning is. If we're stuck in judgment, we can't actually grow from that. We can't learn. We have yeah. to get curious about the why. And so that that piece is, and that's, and I, I've curate, curated, cultivated, cultivated that. <laughs> we're curated. Yeah, uh, we're cultivated curated. that, um, that within myself. Like that's been a really big piece for me, I think, is learning to let go of that judgment of myself. I used to, again, perfectionism and all the things come in there. And so I used to not be, I used to not be able to part go as deep in my is, reflections because that would stop me. Now, undervalue it. Right. I have done be, I guess probably enough healing work and, and whatnot anymore, to let those walls down a bit. And like, now oh, it's just so I bored. I'm just so like, in this amazing like, world, how could you be bored? Why did I ask that? <laughs> you know, there's just so mm-hmm. you know, what's much to explore. Oh, well, and because... I mean, yeah, so I if you go there with the kids really too, right? I mean, I have yeah. children and keep in mind. Yeah. I mean, I think that's something I mean, I remember that. saying to my parents, I creating was that space for too, but now, so what are we getting? Yeah, what do we want to get out of it? Yeah. You know, and they come to me and say, I'm bored. You know, I'm like, that's awesome. For I love it. The sake of Go be more bored for longer. And it will because yeah. give you more they really, it's not that often. They don't have a lot of opportunities to be bored. I wonder how that plays into your initial thought about this. Misidentifying as boredom. I'm sure there's lots of studies and actually maybe this might be maybe we'll do this for a future episode is start researching around the you know there are studies in boredom and there are people who there are academics who study the value of boredom Mm -hmm. as a creation space or as a space to for this reflection like it's part of the human condition it's like neurologically necessary right but back to our original launching point here we don't create the space for it. We don't we allow don't. ourselves to be bored. It's so uncomfortable yeah. for us to be bored now, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're so conditioned out of it. Your example really kind of drove that home for me of sitting on a bus back when you were yeah. younger and you, I mean, I guess you could bring a book, but if you're like me, I used to get car sick, so I couldn't nice read. Get car sick. Okay. <laughs> so that's not an option, right? So yeah. pre-Sony Walkman days. Okay. So <laughs> And I mean, even that, I was just thinking that like I, growing up, I, we had a cabin two hours outside of where I live. And so I spent a lot of time in the car driving back and forth to our cabin. And eventually, yeah, I had a Sony Walkman and Mm -hmm. eventually got, you know, the big upgrade to a Discman. (laughs) uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I remember that. Um, but and so yes, I would listen to music, but I still recall reflecting. Like I could still mm-hmm. listen to music, and I'd be looking out the car window, and your mind is still, yeah. You know, it's not again different than today, where even commuting on a bus or a train, maybe not by car. Well, even by car, we're putting podcasts on, or we're yes, listening. like I catch myself doing that, and I've caught myself more lately sometimes if there's not something that I'm really dying to listen to, I'll catch myself going to put on something just for the sake of putting something on and actually intentionally be like, I'm just going to drive in silence and see what happens. And I'm doing that more and more. And it's, it's really actually becoming a really valuable reflection time for me. It reminds me of, um, there's a Depeche Mode song called Enjoy the Silence. <laughs> I, have to, I have to bring that out again. Maybe I'll go listen to that Depeche Mode. I know. But, it, you know, there's... Because before recorded music was possible, it was always live music. And so as humans, as we've, you know moved through our journey and evolved I don't don't even want to use the word evolved 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 progressed through our journey as Mm -hmm. humanity Uh, and we've got these recordings that are possible now but at the same time what's been lost is this access to silence and this access to um, sitting and being with our thoughts and being with nature and being with ourselves in a way that's not interrupted or accompanied by other noise. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, that's a whole other, I think that's a whole other podcast around, you know, noise pollution and noise. But this making space for reflection is related because if we don't make the space for reflection, then we're constantly um, feeding the noise monster, whether that's inside or outside. I mean, we're also then oftentimes constantly repeating patterns. Yes. Right. Like in our yeah. life, I see that a lot. Oh yeah. Like that's another place where if we're not, because again, it's just back to this consciousness. If it's not in our awareness, because we're not creating the space to actually be open to see and reflect on what's going on, then we just we become the hamsters in the hamster wheel that just keep repeating yeah. things. And then we look and go, why am I so miserable? Or why am I suffering? Why does this thing keep happening? Yeah. So that's that might be a little. Um, nugget here a little takeaway if you're finding things mm-hmm. in your life where you're like man this like this pattern this thing keeps showing up stop and carve out that time and start getting curious and ask some questions um you know whether it be journaling and doing some free writing with some guided questions or yeah. talking to a friend or you know a confidant somebody who can help maybe mirror something back, but really just getting curious about, okay, what's going on? I have something going on right now that I won't share the details of, but you know, where I'm like, okay, we're back in this pattern and this, this pattern is showing up again, what's changed or what hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. So like, that's how subtle reflection can be. It's not this big, it doesn't have to be this big ritual or ceremonial thing. It's just, we have to slow down and actually just stop for a minute and even ask the question to have things come into awareness. And it's, I've noticed how powerful it's been in my life. Like I say, with seeing some patterns and Mm -hmm. literally the minute I'm like, Oh, this is the thing. Or something comes into my awareness either right away or within a couple of days, I'll be like, ah, this is what needs to change. Or this is where I need to shift. And then I can break that pattern. And 
it's like it's an invaluable practice. Well, yeah, I want to I'd love to respond to that and talk about sort of a an accompanying practice that I do um, inconsistently. However, imperfect action is still better than no action. And mm-hmm. I have an end of day review process that I learned from one of my mentors, Joe Bendel. Mm-hmm. And I've it's adapted and changed over the years. It used to be this really big like Evernote document. And now it's just a single handwritten page with a couple of key questions some takeaways and, you know, but it's funny, I haven't done it for the past month. And mm-hmm. I've noticed a difference of not having that little check in and it takes less than 10 minutes. It's like a seven minute reflection on my day. But one of the key questions, two of the key questions that I love that I've added this year is what moved me today. Yeah. And uh, what is the other one that I have it up here? Um, I can't remember. Because I haven't done it for a month. We'll <laughs> but put I'll it check. In the show notes. I'll put it in the show notes. But basically, if you do any one thing, like reflection, like Jane said, doesn't have to be this big thing that, oh my God, I have to add reflection to my day. Mm-hmm. It can literally be three minutes mm-hmm. before you go to sleep. What are the three best things that happened to my day? Or, you know, it's, it, you know, facing your, before you go to sleep, reflect on three parts of your day that you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to put some of these takeaways in the show notes as well, but maybe we'd like to go over some of them here so you can start to pick one or two. Uh, yeah. The other thing I was just going to say yeah. on that quickly is this idea, again, for me, I find it really helpful when I have a moment that like when I have an awareness, like I just shared that comes up or whatnot. That's where for me, because I'm a processor verbally, I use, oh, yeah. um, I use the app Voxer and mm-hmm. I will often like, I have a few people that are my go-tos in Voxer that I know I can just kind of download stuff to. And so it's like oftentimes with the car and I'll be driving and I'll have all these thoughts. And then, so when I park, I will just go into Voxer and download to whether it's to Jen or a couple of other people and just be like, Hey, I just need to park this here or whatnot. And for me, that's really helpful to get it out of my body. I think often, you know, again, journaling and writing it out is the other way that's very useful for people. And I do a little bit of that as well, but just noting that this idea of actually then expressing mm-hmm. the thing is really helpful. And I think it's, yeah. is a bit of a key, it's like an energetic exchange then. Oh, I can totally speak to that actually, because, you know, as a voice person, I'm completely yeah. all about this. There's so much energy, frequency, emotion, and qualities that are carried in our voices and actually perfect example Um, I'm not doing this from home this week. I'm visiting friends up Island and I'm doing some work on their, on their property. And I've been able to do karate in a separate building from the house. And when I practice karate at home online, I don't yell as loudly because I respect my husband and my tenants downstairs. And because I'm in a separate building here, I can key and use my voice while I'm moving my body. And that allows the another form of expression of the physical into the auditory world Mm. out of my body. So what you're talking about, Jane, is super valuable in the sense of voicing, voicing out these pieces. So like a vocal reflection, again, have a trusted friend, use Voxer, use voice memos or voice notes on your phone, and just park it. So it's Mm -hmm. not taking up space anymore but you can go back and list that's another opportunity to go back and reflect on the reflection that's true I never do that but that's true for me it's about 
yeah, voice notes and Voxer are my, my yeah. two things. And just, it's getting them out. I shouldn't say I never do. I, I sometimes do, but yeah, it's, it's such a powerful thing. It really, for me, it really anchors. It feels like yeah. it, it anchors the thing or if there's processing to do from it, if it's like, oh, okay. So I just observed this. Now I need to figure out like now what's the next part. So it might be the reflecting on that reflection. It yeah. helps me process that versus keeping it jumbled in our heads. Oftentimes I think we, right. we often keep these thoughts in our brains and we just, and they all just become, we get overwhelmed. Yep. So it's very, so again, it could be writing, it could be other, it could be painting, it could be art, right? Like there's all, it's back to that form of creative expression. Obviously speaking and writing are the kind of two quick ones. If you want to get into a bigger practice, the creativity piece is there. And we touched on that briefly and that can be a beautiful process as well. But from the, the micro in the day-to-day, mm-hmm. that would be, those are my go-tos. Yeah. Some easy practices. I'm definitely, I'm, I'm as, I'm sort of a journaler. I like doing an end of day review and I, in my spiritual, in our spiritual practices episode, we talk about our daily practices for spirituality mm-hmm. and that for me, writing is definitely part of it and writing down the elements and, and then expanding on journaling on an aspect that came up in an Oracle card. However, uh, sometimes like, you know, having Jane to Vox with is, and along with a couple of other people is invaluable. And then, you know, if I have an idea, I can just pop it down in a voice memo and mm-hmm. riff on it if I need to. Mm-hmm. But reflection is one of those pieces that you may already be doing it without actually calling it reflection. This is the other piece. Yes. Yeah. So you might already be, you know, I, I, I talked about in our, in our prepare, preparation for this episode, I talked somebody in a call I was on in the past couple months, and I just can't remember who it was, talked about the kettle meditation concept. And when you go down to boil the kettle, instead of pulling out your phone or pulling out your device or doing something else, you stand and reflect while the kettle boils. And it feels really uncomfortable these days. Yep. Oh, I better load the dishwasher or I better wipe the counter. Mm-hmm. I should do this or, you know, and you don't have to do it every time to boil the kettle. But what a gift you give yourself in the space of the, you know, three to five minutes it takes your kettle to boil, depending on how full it is. And just sit in that space of, oh, okay, how's my day going? How am I feeling? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, really bringing to the, like, bringing into our awareness the level of distraction that we have. And yeah. unfortunately, you know, we, like you say, we've lost that, that's the piece that's been kind of taken away from us. So now we have to really intentionally make that space for it, but it is finding those little, those little moments, right? Like I, even just you saying that makes me actually a little bit like, like it it triggers my wanting to be productive and like, no, no, there's lots of other things I can do while that kettle's boiling or while I'm sitting waiting for something like well, and the reflection while the kettle's boiling, it doesn't have to be sitting there in silence, not doing anything. It could be a written reflection. For it sure. could simply be, you know, you take your piece of paper and you go to the kitchen and you just have a couple of minutes to reflect on the morning. Or um, like I talked about the end of day review. Um, the other thing I like to do is after I have a client call, 
Um, sometimes it's really tempting for me to simply just like step up and take a break from the energy of that call and holding that space for that person. Uh, but what I found is actually better is for me to you take a minute, just go wash my hands or something, and then I'll come back and reflect on what went well in the session and mm, what were some ahas for that for that time with that client, both for them and for me. Oh my gosh. Imagine if that's such a great point. And like, Oh, it's so useful. I'm even thinking like, yes, we both are coaches and you just reminded me that I probably, I actually did that with my client this morning. I did create that space, but I don't do it enough. But it also makes me think even not just in the coaching world, but in, in whatever business career, you know, especially like meetings, if you're in the corporate world and imagine having a moment to take some space and reflect on a meeting you just got out of and note, note down how yeah. you felt or what went well or what didn't and being able to move on to the next. I feel like we're just so it's like, okay, that client finished or that meeting finished and we just jump right into the next thing. Well, and the other, this is another element of it actually that was, it's come up in conversation the past couple of weeks with both Kirk and I and with friends of ours who used to work in corporate jobs and they said, like, some people make careers out of going to meetings oh, and not yeah. actually doing work. Oh but the, for them, yeah, the, the whole work is going to meetings. I mean, that's a, a whole other topic. But if, yeah. if you were stuck in that cycle of back-to-back meetings and you wish that it was a different way, I'm sure there are a million other people who feel the same as you and you're not alone. Mm-hmm. However, taking that moment, you know, I mean, there's obviously there's loads of practical ways to do it. Instead of booking a 60 minute meeting, book a 45 minute meeting. And then you have that 15 minutes for the spaciousness to both reflect, refresh before you head into the next. But if you're a verbal processor, you know, what do you do with that? And, you know, there's so many, there's so many different ways. Voice notes. <laughs> voice notes, exactly. Voice notes, yeah. uh, voice to text dictation. <laughs> Right. Yeah. That's a useful okay. tool too. Yeah. That's a whole, that's a whole nother uh, topic there, but it is. so what it are is. some of our takeaways from so, this conversation today? Oh yeah. We've, well, we've got this beautiful list, which we'll put into the show notes of some ways to help you explore reflection in your own life. And I'm sure you've come up with, we've given you lots of ideas to reflect on after this episode. So one of the, actually the first ones might be after you finish listening to this episode, Set the timer for three minutes and write down three things that you would like to implement to support a reflection practice. That's a good one. Then here are some other ways. And I literally just thought of that on the spot. So yay. Yeah. <laughs> um, walk in. One of the best places to reflect is out in nature. That doesn't mean you have to drive for 30 minutes and find the forest trail and go into the woods. No, no, no. Like walk around your neighborhood. Um, find a park, go to the beach. Um, you know, if you're not, if you're in a very urban or developed area, walk past someone's garden and Mm -hmm. revel in the plants and the growth and just observe. Like, do you see butterflies? Do you see, what kind of birds do you see? Um, what sounds do you hear? And then start reflecting on how you're feeling as you are experiencing these sounds and these visuals. I think that's one thing I wanted to say as well about the feeling piece. Reflection is about emotions, right? Like it brings up emotions. So that is another, and and would be a takeaway, I think, is this idea. We talked a little bit about the bypass culture and how 
we're hearing, you know, we hear the term spiritual bypassing a fair bit now. Um, yeah. And, but there's something around, this is, it's meant to bring up feelings. It's yeah. meant that's where the growth is. And so trying to at least to honor that and, and needing to, again, with those questions and the curiosity, really ask some hard questions of yourself or get, you know, curious yeah. upon curious, why am I feeling that way is really important because otherwise it's really easy to just, you know, it's easy to sit and be like, I'm just going to reflect and, oh yeah, my day was good today. And this went well, and this went well, and this went well. Okay, done. Yeah. But where's the, where's the depth, but you can get to the depth because it might be, that's your starting point. It might just be, I had a great day. Yeah. Well, what made it great? And then you can drill exactly, down. Exactly. But that's my point. It's needing to drill down, right? Yeah. Like not yeah. like, and it gets uncomfortable. Yeah. It's another episode we're going to talk about getting comfortable in the uncomfortable. It's yes. a big thing that I'm very big on right now. So, um, um, so but yeah, in terms then, of, go ahead. No, no. I was going to say in terms of ways to help you reflect, I'll read a couple more and then Jane, you can read the next ones that we wrote down. Uh, we've already talked about this beginner's mindset and being mm -hmm. curious, curiosity rather than judgment. And uh, don't overcomplicate it. Do it when and where you can. So it might just be standing, looking out the window at a tree or standing and looking at if you live in a city with high rises and buildings, because uh, I used to live in Dubai, I get it. Mm -hmm. um, then look out the window and look at what the building across from you is reflecting back to you. Because that's another layer of reflection. Mm -hmm. What do you see and notice? Um, I talked about the end of day review already. Um, yeah, I think we've covered the end of day review. Most we've, of these. Or we've covered the verbal process or using voice notes or yep. voice memo or talking it out with a trusted friend or somebody. Just make sure it doesn't turn to like a gossip session or just talking right. about the latest news headline. Um, you know, finding somebody who you can have that little bit of deeper conversation with. For yeah. sure. I think, um, like Jen said, we'll put some of these, uh, these takeaways and perhaps a few questions. We could uh, give some prompts as mm -hmm. well. We'll put those in the show notes for you. Yeah. Beautiful. So if All you right. already have space for reflection, or if you have some reflections out of this episode, we would love to hear from you. And uh, if this episode was fabulous and fun for you, please do leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. It would mean all so much to us. And other than that, I think we'll see you all. Well, you'll hear us next time. <laughs> have a great day. Bye. Thanks for joining us for these conscious combos. If you're ready to dive deeper, head on over to wearejenandjane.com to continue the conversation. If you love this episode, please take a moment to share it with your friends or your network and leave us a review by going to Apple Podcasts. Find us on Instagram at wearejenandjane and let us know what you enjoy and what you would like to see more of. We'd love to hear from you.